Welcome to the Founder Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Founder or how you can get involved, visit thefoundrychurch.com. There is a word in that song that I want to spend the remaining time that we have this morning on, and that word is Ebenezer. Now, maybe like me, when you heard that word the first time, you thought of old Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol. Right? You thought of a grumpy old man who was visited by ghosts so that he could remember what Christmas was really all about. Now, if you thought that, you're kind of right. right? Ebenezer is about remembering, but it is really specifically about remembering what God has done for you and through you. And that foundry is the perfect word for this time of the year. Right? This is the time of year where many of us, we stop to remember the past year and pray about the year to come, right? The, the, the highs, the lows, the things that we've forgotten about, we spend some time remembering, right? This year has been a crazy year, really, truly, a year filled with highs and lows, exciting things, sad things, and powerful things. And so let's look at it like this this morning, right? Do you know that research by the University of Maryland, just up the road, has found that people with uh, lazy eyes can possibly reverse this condition by living in complete darkness for 10 days. <laughs> the, the darkness that they're living in causes the brain to readjust, and the sight centers of the brain restore their plasticity, giving the, the lazy eye a chance to communicate with the brain once again. You see, it's like the eyes forgot how to communicate with the rest of their body, right? Just as, as darkness pushes a reset button in the brain for better sight, so also remembrance, right? Ebenezer pushes a reset button in us, enabling us to connect with and hear from him, from our God, the God that we're forging our life on, right? The, the saying is true. Those who do not know history are just doomed to repeat it. And that is why we have Ebenezer, this word, just like we sung about. Right? The, the word comes from a story in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. Right? Let me give you a few details to highlight the background of this section of Scripture. This was one of the, the darkest periods in the history of the nation of Israel. During this time, one of the fiercest enemies of the Jews, the Philistines, drew up in battle against Israel. And as the battle spread, Israel was defeated, and about 4,000 men were killed on the battlefield. To try to remedy and fix this situation, the elders of Israel sent for the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was one of the holiest objects that the Israelites had. It held the, the tablets with the Ten Commandments on it from Moses, a, a bowl of manna, and Aaron's staff. It was a reminder of what God had done for his people throughout their history. It was an Ebenezer. When the Ark of the Covenant came into the camp, the military camp of the Israelites, they all shouted until the whole earth, it says, resounded and rang and shook. Now, <laughs> the problem was, it was that they were placing their confidence in a perceived magic of the ark rather than the majesty of the Almighty who gave them everything in the ark and done everything that the ark represents anyways. So the Israelites, they did not understand that the ark of the covenant could not be used as a good luck charm or a, a magical object. 
And so because of this, Israel was completely defeated. 30,000 Israeli soldiers were killed, and the Ark of God, this covenant Ark, was captured. The Israelites were broken. They were without the Ark, they were defeated, and they were far from God. But listen, the Ark of the Covenant was a snare or a, a curse to this nation of the Philistines. They began to pawn it off on other people groups. Everyone but the Israelites seemed to have the ark at one time or another. It was basically the uh, hot potato of the ancient world, and they were just passing it around to keep from being cursed. So for over 20 years, the ark was not with the Israelite people. And finally, this man Samuel called for the people of Israel to repent. Right? He, he brought them together, and they prayed to God for forgiveness, and they changed their ways. And now, in this story, the Philistines, they're not dumb. They knew the Israelites were all gathered in one place, and they took this as a prime time to attack Israel again. So when the Israelites heard of this, they prayed to God, and as it says in 1 Samuel, God fought for Israel that day. He thundered against the enemy and confused them on the battlefield so that they were badly beaten before Israel. So here is where we find ourselves in 1 Samuel. After a long, long period of sadness and trouble, a consequence of Israel's disobedience, Israel repented under the the leadership of a new priest and judge, our main man, Samuel. God restored their their political security, and the people, for their part, recommitted their hearts and their minds to their God. They forged their lives on him once again. Samuel uh, uh, then took a a large stone, and he placed it between the towns of Mesphah and Jeshana. He named this stone Ebenezer, which, which literally means the stone of help. That's what the actual word means. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. That's 1 Samuel chapter 7. Samuel, he did not call for a typical celebration after this great battle, right? He did not call for, for wine and feasting and chicken wings like I would have, right? Samuel instead brought the people together so they could remember. He placed a huge stone so that for all time, people would see that stone and remember what the Israelites had, not what they'd done, I'm sorry, but what God had done. He, he publicly dedicated it as a monument to God's help, God's faithfulness, God's eternal covenant to God's help. And as the people got on with their lives, the stone stood there visible to all who would pass that way, a reminder of judgment and repentance, mercy and restoration. The the Ebenezer stone represented a fresh beginning, a reversal of course for God's people. It also said something important about God, that his mercies are everlasting, his promises are forever, his help will endure for eternity. It's like that song we sang. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy great help I've come. Because we remember what God has brought us through, and we know that he will continue to take us where he wants to go, we can never forget his help. Man, we just can't. 
I have, I have friends who keep prayer journals. They record their request to God and their answers they receive. In this way, they can go back into the past and review their walk with God. They are reminded of his faithfulness. Christina and I, we keep a gratitude journal to remember what God has done in our lives. Right? Prayer journals or gratitude journals are a type of Ebenezer stone. Uh, another type of Ebenezer stone is, is taught to us by members of AA. Right? They can tell you how long they've been sober. They keep alive the, the memory of the last drink they took. And with each new day, one day at a time, they move farther down the road of being sober. Right? AA is onto something important. Do they ask their members to count the number of years spent in drunkenness? Absolutely not. Right? They, they count the days spent walking in a new direction. All that went before is just water under the bridge. They remember how far they have come. Now, I, I'm one of those people who tend to beat myself up about mistakes that I made long, long ago. I don't forgive myself even though I accept the fact of God's forgiveness. Now, perhaps you can identify with me. But here's the thing, doing that is not what God desires. Just as Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says, it says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain, it says, to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven for. I should set up an Ebenezer stone to serve as a continual reminder that I am forgiven, that I have chosen a new direction, that God has made a permanent promise with all who put their faith in Jesus Christ, all those who are forging their life on him. And truly, at, at this church, that is, is why we take communion. Right? That's what communion is, a time to remember what Jesus did, a time to remember his sacrifice, and that's why we take it each week, to remember Jesus going to the cross for us. You see, Samuel was a wise and a godly man with a good idea. He recognized something that is true about human nature, and that is that we're forgetful. And if I'm honest, I can be forgetful, right? Not about the grocery list or taking out the trash, but about real consequential things. Psalms 103 verse 2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He has given us life and breath, Foundry Church. He's given us health and strength. Our Lord, our God has provided for us forgiveness and clean consciences. He has promised us eternal life and hope in the midst of death and decay. Our lives have purpose and meaning because of what the Lord has done for each and every one of us. The Bible says that everything, from the good to the bad, from the, the fair to the, the middling, works together for the good of those who love God. Do you, do you see what that means? That, that even the, the worst things that could possibly happen to a person can be used for the good of people who have forged their lives on God. Even the worst tragedies do not have to go to waste because we serve such a powerful and a loving God who can bring something beautiful and extraordinary out of those difficult seasons. <laughs> but we forget so easily. <laughs> right? we, we lose sight, we lose hope, we lose faith. 
we go about our daily existences, forgetting all the wonderful things that God has done, forgetting all the, the great stuff that he has laid ahead for us to accomplish in his name and for his glory. So no wonder that over and over in the Bible, someone builds an altar of stones from Noah to Moses, from Jacob to Elijah for the purpose of remembering what God had done for them. One stone upon another laid carefully to withstand all the elements to serve as a reminder for generations that God has been kind and faithful to them. I mean, we need to remember Right? We need to be walking and talking Ebenezer's. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. We live in an area that is full of Ebenezer's. There's like over 160 monuments and memorials in and around Washington, D.C. Each one represents a person or an event that changed things. They, they help us remember. Right? They help us to never forget. At the Ebenezer in 1 Samuel, Israel could stand next to that big old rock and remind themselves, yes, we forged our life on the living and faithful God whose mercies are everlasting. That's, that's why we do it. That's why we remember. Not for anything we've done, but for the God that we serve and what he's done in and through us. Let me share one of my Ebenezers with you. There's, there's one in the room that I'm filming this in. There's one, it's in our auditorium at our church, our sanctuary. It, there's, there's one in the very back that I can see every time that I preach. Right? Like the Ark of the Covenant in our story, there's nothing magical uh, about that Ebenezer, right? that anvil that sits in the back of our sanctuary. Right? If you touch it, if you touch that anvil, uh, you will not be miraculously healed. You'll not win the lottery if you pray over it, and there's no magic genie that will come out of it if you rub it. Right? But every time I, I look at that anvil or I walk by that anvil, I am reminded of how far God has brought this thing together, this church, the foundry. Every time I, I look at that anvil, I remember the work that God's people put in to replant a church to launch the foundry. I remember God's provision as we prayed for people to come and God's vision as we asked him where he wanted to take this local body of believers and God's power as we asked him to move in a mighty and powerful way. Right? That anvil, it's not an icon, but it is definitely something that points me in the direction of God. When I look at that anvil, I see uh, the new families who have become friends. I, I see the, the children learning about the love of Jesus because of God's leading in our, in our children's ministries. Right, looking at that anvil reminds me of the people who have paved the way before and the ones that are yet to come and that are going to continue this great work that the Lord is doing in and through the foundry here in Burke, Virginia. I'm reminded that in the last two years as the foundry, as a replanted church, that we've had the same number of baptisms we did in the 10 years before we became the foundry. Right? That men and women and children are realizing the vision that God has given us, that we want you to live your best life, a life that is forged on God. So today, I ask, what is your Ebenezer? And you, you cannot say, don't, don't, don't tell me, right? You cannot say that you do not have one because you are here today. God has brought you to this place uh, to watch this video because he loves you. He wants to be with you tomorrow, and he doesn't want you to forget how he was with you yesterday. Today, right, in this Sabbath Ebenezer Sunday that we're calling it, while you're at home with your family, I want you to write something down 
There's a, a notebook in your Sabbath packages that was sent out to you. Just write some things down that you need to remember. Some things that God helped you through this last year. Something that you're grateful for and continue that tradition. Do it weekly with your family or daily. Maybe you're on, a, on the mountaintop and it's easy to remember God's help. It's easy to praise him for where he has brought you. And you can just list a bunch of things out. Right? But for some of you, you find yourselves in the valley. So, so know this. God is helping you in the desert too. He is standing with you in your lowest point like he did with the Israelites in our story. He does not want you to forget about it. So think, remember where he was with you. He wants you to remember and praise him even if it's hard. So take a moment today with your family as you eat some popcorn and drink some hot cocoa. There's a book in there that's going to help you. Right? Take a moment and list out what you're grateful for, the things that God has done for you, and continue that tradition. Make that a part of your weekly ritual as a family because that is a real, real and powerful first step in forging your life on God. Right? Thanking him and remembering all that he has done. So forge ahead this week, Foundry Church. Thank you for being a part and helping me remember God's faithfulness. Thanks for listening to the Foundry Church Podcast. We'd love to stay in touch. Visit us online at thefoundrychurch.com or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at thefoundryburke.